Welcome to the Extreme Tasting League Scotch Podcast Edition. See, I'm throwing in something there to change it up. Don't like it? You're chewing. You're 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 giving me weird hand signals. Well, you have oh, finished. Did you yet. want the funky hand job? No, I want you to finish <laughs> your introduction. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. Actually, I am. I'm your host, Perrin, and we're without Dave, and I'm Cedius. <laughs> and damn it, I'm without Dave, and I still have to put up with this nonsense. But we have a guest. Cha cha cha. Huzzah! And I'm Barry. Welcome, Barry, to the madness you were too foolish to run from. Ah, uh, thank you. I've, I've come. I've come from the oblivion of dead podcasts. The oblivion of dead. That, that sounds like you know. Um, you've seen uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yes. Yeah. The the many hells that they have there. It sounds like one of the Big Trouble hells. The hell of dead podcasts. The, fel- the, the, fel- the, the hell of Forsaken podcasts. First Forsaken podcasts, yeah. But any hell with Kurt Russell is kind of a hell I would rather be in. That's true. Although I thought he'd be taller. <laughs> but a bum. What? Man, Sidious is just, just not happy tonight. Smiles! Big smiles! It's a holiday week. I don't do that. Yeah. So, we're starting with the blue bottle. Sure. Because, you know, blue. So what, what, what exactly is the blue bottle? Uh, the blue bottle is a Game of Thrones, and it is unusual for us, as it is a Johnny Walker, the Song of Ice. And I'm going to say this slowly so we can maybe in the distance hear Dave scream. A blended scotch whiskey. Nope. Oh, wait. I think I heard him. Um, <laughs> no, nope, that's just a squeaky wheel. Dave, you know, we don't do we don't do blendeds normally on the show because it's a single malt podcast. But why do we have these, Cedius? Because since Diageo went and did that whole Game of Thrones themed thingamashit where we did pretty much every single malt they put out, I mm-hmm. think I think we might have missed one. I figured we might as well complete the set. Yeah. And, and do these. So the, the Song of Ice that you've poured, what distillery is it that uh, is, is the prime new ingredients mm. here? Does it say on the front? Let's see. I, I, I know they each have one. Malt from Clenelish. Yeah, that's, that's what I was looking for. Okay, so this is the Clenelish malt. Now, I mean, it's still a blend. It is. So the Clenelish only matters, kind of. But, but, you know, we're being completist, so... right. It's a uh, kind of a nice little gold there. Yeah, it, it, it's on the straw side still. Yeah. I have to admit, yeah. I'm just here for learning. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll teach you to bullshit just like we do. <laughs> you were on the Alphacopter for how long? You can bullshit pretty well, I oh, think. Oh, man. So. We're practiced at it. Um, it's got a pleasant nose. You know, and, and the thing is, i got to say, the reason for me, the reason I'm generally anti-blended is because, in general, the blending reduces the uniqueness mm-hmm. of the flavor. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about single malts, is that they are extremely different, depending on what distillery and what age and what expression. And so the blendeds work very hard to take scotch from a number of different distilleries and come out with, I won't say it's the lowest common denominator, because they're not universally terrible or anything, but they're not... A full blown. We're going to take this to the edge, yeah. and they're they're always going to be whatever it is that you're drinking. 
they worked really hard to make it the same forever. Hmm. You know, um, Famous Grouse has been around forever, and it probably tastes the same as it did 75 years ago. But on another level, there's an advantage to that. I mean, in, in the same way that we know Glenlivet you know, makes what they do to make their 12 basically be consistent year over year, even though you're going to get variations because of weather patterns and, mm-hmm. and different crops and whatever. You're not going to get the same thing like you get out of wine, where every year it's distinctly different to the point where, you know, yeah, those well-trained can, can discern not only, you know, the vineyard, but also the, the year. Mm-hmm. Because the grapes are there, there's something very distinctly right. different year over year. Yeah, I'm not saying you know sing, uh, blended IP on them to improve the taste or anything. Although there's some that's true. Yeah. Well, then again, Pendrin. <laughs> there, there's a there's a guilty on both sides here. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I will say that I enjoy the interesting flavors of single malts better. But hey, you know. Here's my prediction before I go in and, and do much of anything before Lightly knows this, and that the Song of Ice and Song of Fire are going to be better than the Highland Park Ice and Fire. That is an easy prediction, sir. <laughs> uh, though the bottles are nice. While they are pretty, they don't come in nice wood fixtures. Yeah. Like, like This is the Song of Fire, uh, or the Fire. Um, uh, it's got a magnetic closer. And, oh, my. Yeah. For, 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 for those listening at home, uh, just look up the picture of the packaging that the Highland Park Ice and Fire came in. And they spent all their efforts on making it look nice. Not much on making it taste good. <laughs> well, the nose is... A, be, it, it, it's a bright nose. Yeah. The, um... Kind of fruity. Kind of fruity. Um, a little floral. Maybe honeysuckle? Honeysuckle. Don't... Don't feel like you know. Yeah. Um, my 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 all my experience only tells me that this would be easier to drink than Jack Daniels straight. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some butterscotch. Maybe less sour. Yeah, it's definitely. Then there's a, a wave of, of alcohol, of course. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. Some not a not a bad nosing. I mean, it it doesn't um, doesn't punch you in the face. Hmm. Remarkably non-existent. That's what, kind of what I was thinking. It's, it's very... I, I don't want to say watery. Transparent? Okay, yes. <laughs> I mean, innocuous? Uh, but it doesn't... It, there's not a lot of burn to it. No, not no, it is very smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. But it has practically no taste. Yeah. <laughs> It, it's really strange. There, as soon as I've swallowed, I've forgotten what I've tasted. No. Yeah. You, you drink and you forget. <laughs> it <Not>. works. <laughs> drink and or drink a two? Yeah. <laughs> Six of one. At, at the, in the finish, I'm getting, I'm finally getting some flavor. A little alcohol burn and um, a light pepper. Maybe a, hmm. I went back into it. The palate, the best I can say is that there, there's a light sweetness to it. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, otherwise ice. It's it. I mean, it's it, it's aptly named. It's yeah. just not <laughs> except for the coldness of an ice cube. Yeah, it's about the same. 
but yeah, yeah I'm, the finish, the sweetness is still there. Um, I could maybe see a little bit of pepper, but not. I mean, I'm really reaching to find it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I am. And and as you say, that's that's the danger of blends is is you're not going to get a boldness to it. The the mixing of the varied liqueurs are going to you know cancel each other out and not leave a whole heck of a lot of yeah. flavor. Well, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. And, and I could see, and you do definitely run a risk if you're saying, well, I'm going to give this a definitive flavor. You you are. You're going to make some people really happy, and you may really make some sad. Yeah. Where this, I mean, honestly, I could see if if this were being served, pour yourself a big glass. You're not going to notice that any particular taste. You could drink drink as much. I mean, you can't drink as much as you want because it's still uh, 40.2%. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's, there's no... Oh, I gotta take a minute because of that flavor and let it mm. let it sort of. So yeah, I'm not not bad, but I'm. It, it, it's a very very light um, and, and short finish too. So now I know. I mean, it's not a single malt, so it doesn't count. But now right. I know what I could say to somebody who's like, "I want to get into drinking scotch. What should I start with? Uh, try Johnny Walker's song, A Song of Ice. You won't even realize that you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be like, huh? What just happened? I mean, apparently I got drunk, but I don't know why. <laughs> How did I get here, and where are my pants? Well, that's not an uncommon statement. Well, I know, but so then I'm curious as to how this is what sort of made it to uh, a Game of Thrones branding. Diageo has a license, and they slap that corporate bullshit everywhere. Um, that's that's really what it boils down to. I, I I will say in terms of the the flavor and the like the, the butterscotch that comes through for me, I I think that's the planellish coming through because the the ones we've had before have had a, a nice touch of sweet and yeah. Like is yeah. that is it the smoothness? Is that how they kind of attribute the the quote unquote ice part of it? I could I mean it'll be interesting to see what a song of fire um, if, if if that comes out being the same. It's like yeah. oh no they just. <laughs> they just poured some stuff in bottles and put a label on it. it well, it, it, it's the, the the book title is A Song of Ice and Fire, and these are the first ones Johnny Walker has put out. So, you know, what what's the second book? Is it Feast of Crows? I, I, I didn't actually read the damn book, no, so I have no I idea. No, but I, I don't know either. I'm just we've read this one tastes like birds. Storm Storm of Swords. I I, um, I got nothing. But what whatever it is, they can put out Storm. They can put out Swords. They're going to be two other distilleries that they own. So we'll have Craig and Moore and uh, yeah. Fuck if I know, for, I, I mean, I'm all for trying something new. And I I I have to say the bottle is very pretty. Oh yeah. It, it, I, I bought these mostly because, regardless of, of what's in them, because I know their blends are going to be more innocuous than most things, so I'll drink through them faster, and they're just they're display fodder. Yeah. But um, it is sad. I mean, well, we've tried things on this show where it goes on and on about how this expression is highlighting the deep love of this, that, and the other, or the to honor the ancient tradition of da-da-da-da-da, blah-blah-blah. And you're like, Wow. You must hate this. I mean, it's <laughs> sometimes you, you, you try the scotch and it's like, were they were they trying or did did they go to their their um, master uh, master blender or master um, 
um, distiller. Distiller, thank you, and say we need something by Wednesday. <laughs> you know, I think you don't know how Scotch works. <laughs> I I don't care. I've promised them something by Wednesday. Come up with something, and so you have this poor master distiller who's rushing around going uh what if i had i've never added these things together oh god now i know why fuck it bottle we'll just it. bottle it <laughs> bottle it ship it 13 years 13 hours same difference yeah um that is the other thing about blendeds is that they are usually aged way less yeah because they can well you don't want to have something really valuable just mixed up with something else yeah and yet there are blends that are you know 21-year blends. Yeah. And they aren't worth anything. I'm looking at you, Antiquary. <laughs> well, I've, I've added a little water. Um, that's what we use our... I suppose I should. ...our science for. Because um, we've had unfortunate shaky hand accidents. Um, so, interestingly enough, for me... Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's yeah, plenty. Yeah, yeah. Like three to five drops is pretty much. I gotcha. Um, the nose comes out a little bit more. Yeah, I'm actually. And that butterscotch mm. is really kind of hitting me. Mm-hmm. You stay away from my science trail. Yeah, the cat is getting involved in the action. Hmm. I hate saying it, but at the back end of the nose, there's almost a hint of licorice. Wet. The alcohol definitely comes to the fore. There's actually more flavor. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy with it wet. Um, That's mostly how I go with virtually any hard liquor, is that I have to have it either on the rocks or... It's got to be like those, just a small feed of water in there. Yeah, I don't know why I got away from like metal whiskey spheres and cubes, because, yeah, it chills it, but... Oh, 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 that's... Okay, I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I tend to prefer neat. I, I mm. find the water gives them, for the majority of single malts, uh, a flavor I'm not as big a fan of. Mm. Okay. Um, so I kind of have moved in the other direction of, I have a bunch of stones in my freezer. <laughs> but, you know, <clears throat> as with almost everything, um, a, a professor of mine in college who was a uh, wine, uh, who really knew wine, um, and his comment was, if you find wine you like and it costs you $4, bonus. <laughs> I mean, you drink what you like. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing nothing magical about it being expensive. Yeah. Um, so in the same way, there's nothing magical about it being neat. If you prefer wet, by all means. I, I have to admit, though, that I do like this wet more. It's... Uh, it, it, it's a little bit more in the range of what we get out of, you know, single malts. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still not that, certainly, but, I mean, it, the, the the flavors pop a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, as, as you said, the alcohol comes to the fore, so I think it's probably bringing more of that up with the vapors. Um, ah, the vapors. <laughs> Flavor-wise, I think the pepper comes through in the palate a little bit. And it, it, it's like it's a peppered Braeburn apple. It, it's, it's kind of a dry, not sweet. Geek. Apple geek. Yes, we know this. Yes. I figured I would hit the running gag before anybody else did. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this, this, is, this is fairly pleasant wet. I mean, 
neat. It was it was kind of it wasn't unpleasant. Uh, no, it wasn't and, unpleasant. But it was really. I'm sorry. I don't mean to to override uh, to just jump in there. But it, it was the first drink I think I've ever had that you could probably on a good day convince me I hadn't just had. Yeah. <laughs> I just did. Did you just have a drink? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> My mouth feels drier, so maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see I could see drinking this faster than I would probably advise myself to. <laughs> yeah, if I if I felt like getting drunk, I could see myself easily using this as the catalyst. So, as we said, beautiful bottle. Um, it has well, it is the classic shape of Johnny Walker, mm-hmm. and they have wrapped it in a uh, blue. Wolf uh, impressed um, wrapper, and on the back, <clears throat> ice shapes mountains and stops rivers. It is an unforgiving force that hardens everything it touches. Ice is embodied by House Stark, giving the North strength like no other kingdom. The Stark Sigil, a dire wolf, bears its fangs and warns that winter is coming. Like an icy northern wind, it howls its verse of a song of ice and fire. Johnny Walker, A Song of Ice, is blended scotch whiskey inspired by these wild dwellers of the north. Malt from Clan Elish, one of Scotland's more northern distilleries, give the blend a crisp, clean taste. This, the blend's delicate flavor is green and grassy, with notes of vanilla and tropical fruit. This blended scotch whiskey is best enjoyed over ice for a cold, smooth finish. So that initial description just sort of reminded me of the morning weather forecast yeah. on the local news. <laughs> and then right after that is how the how the uh, Mount Zoo uh, Mustangs did. And... <laughs> a, a song of ice and Mustangs. Yes. <laughs> um... Or Erndale Knights. Oh, Knights, I'm sorry, I misheard. Um, yeah, you know, I, one of the more inoffensive scotches I've ever had. Mm-hmm. A song of ice and, hey, you doing all right? Good. Um, this, is, this is like the most three... I think I... Oh, I should explain the scoring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I apologize. Uh, so, our scoring is done on a scale of one to five. One, right. one being a war crime, five being the best shit you ever had in your mouth. <laughs> um, three being uh, interpretive, but it's kind of, well, it could be better, it could be worse. Meh, in the middle. Uh, sometimes it's three with a whole lot of meaning. And in this case, I'm putting it as a three as... I can't claim I really enjoyed this. It's inoffensive. And I, yeah, and I'm not going to say it was bad. It, it's about the most aggressively I am three I think I've ever had. Oh, <laughs> uh, we do accept uh, uh, decimals as well. If you ah. went, if you if you were like I'm going with a three point oh one because that's where, the, that's, just... where we, that's where you invite controversy. Yeah, I'll stay away from it. I'll, <laughs> I'll stick to my whole numbers, my integers. Um, yeah, I, uh, absolutely, this is a very inoffensive, you know, as you say, this is, this is a nice starter scotch, because, you know, <laughs> it, 
I mean, really, just about any blend that's not the lowest of the low end would be a decent starter scotch because it'll give you familiarity with, with you know, what a whiskey is if you're not, you know, a whiskey person. Mm-hmm. Um, this is smoother than most. Yeah. Um, this, this, I, ordinarily I don't talk about price point too far in advance, but in this case, it, because it's a blend, I'm going to break the rules a little bit. These are not more expensively priced than the Johnny Walker Black. They're they're hmm. pretty much exactly the Johnny Walker Black. And I suspect, from what I tasted, that this is Johnny Walker Black with, you know, the the one distillery more to the fore than is typical in the mix. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Clanelish is usually in black, and they just added more of it. Or if this is, you know... Now with extra Clanelish... Or if, it's, or, it's, or if it's black plus canelish. I, I, I'm not sure. Either way, um, I found it pleasant. It's not exciting, so I can't rate it too high above the three. But as I did enjoy it, I am going to give it a 315. Fair enough. Well, I was going to give it a two just because there's so much that doesn't stand apart from other whiskeys I drank. But uh, I would also sort of, not so much peer pressure, give it a three. But um, it uh, it very quickly gave me a gave me a good sort of heat behind the ears. Yeah, like it very very quickly sort of raised my. I could feel a little bit of warmth there, and so I kind of appreciate that when it's getting colder. So mm-hmm. I'll give that a three for that. All right. So when not uh, sampling. Um, delicious Johnny Walker at Song of Ice. What do you do to amuse yourself? Oh, we're talking about self-amusement. Jesus. Well, let's, I, don't, I don't mean to get too personal there. <laughs> uh, usually usually my whiskey drinking is done with a movie. Really? Yeah. Do you have a favorite scotch movie? Or is scotch not your drink of choice? My... My favorite drinking buddy to drink with is James Bond. Mm. Like, it, it is sort of a weird... It, I have to kind of admit, it is sort of a weird thing that I, I enjoy, like... I enjoy to um, drink uh, hard liquor or mixed uh, cocktails along with a James Bond film because it just feels like it just kind of gets into it. It's kind of like... Yeah, kind of like how you'd watch your Saturday morning cartoons with your action figures. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of the same thing. It's sort of it it is really is kind of like a, a unofficial drinking buddy or a fantasy drinking buddy. So, um, do you drink? Have you have you had a martini, a vodka martini shaken not stirred while watching a James Bond film? I have not. I haven't put that much effort into it. Um, uh, the only time I've specifically made that drink order. Um, was on a visit to uh, the Prohibition Bar at the Fauché Tower. Oh. Which is a very nice bar. I recommend if you've never been to check that out. Um, I work very close to the Fauché, so... Oh, there you go. My brother um, stays there uh, um, every time he comes in town to visit because he can afford to. <laughs> and um, Nice. And nice like, work if you can... Exactly. And pretty much every time he visits, yeah, we... Um, we go up to the we go up to the prohibition bar. Is it on the top or? Yeah, it's it's uh, appropriately on the twenty first. I believe it's on the twenty first floor. Ah, uh, I see what they did there. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see watching James Bond movie movies with mm. a drink. It'd be interesting to see if there was a drink to movie feel. Mm. Like, it, you I know. would say like with a lot of James Bond movies, they kind of get more ridiculous as they go, and so the more alcohol you have in your system, the more you allow you're, you allow that to happen. I mean, the only way to watch Moonraker. I was about to. Whoa. So, <laughs> Moonraker. That's a four martini movie. No, Moonraker is a handle movie. <laughs> because then you could actually stomach the pigeon double take. Oh God, I I had forgotten that. Damn it. Yeah. Richard, now, Richard Keel's the saving grace of that movie. Yeah, I, I have to admit, uh, Moonraker is a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, oh, I love that movie. It's got enough flaws that I'm not like, I love it. But there's parts, I well, I saw it when I was of an age that it was, like, you know, awesome that they had space, oh, yeah. space and, lasers. and They were chasing know. after that Star Wars uh, fanaticism. And, yeah, and, 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 and Q gets the final pun. Yeah. I don't remember. I believe he's attempting re-entry, sir. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Drink to forget. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, it... While Moonraker definitely has some over-the-topness... Um, some? Well, you know, <laughs> if you... Okay, as... Death Orchids, laser battle in outer space. It's a little over-the-top, Aaron. <laughs> okay, well, Death Orchids... I mean, look at almost every James Bond film. And they have some, you know, the villain is planning on dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Fine, I'm, yes, you can point to, I don't, I can't pull all of them out of my head instantly. So I'm sure you can point at a, at a James Bond film and say the villainous plot is reasonable in its uh, focus. But those end with Connery. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to. Uh, oh God! Um, oh shoot! I just had it in my head. Oh, I'm going to blow up or or uh, use a dirty nuke in Fort Knox. Yeah. So that I can uh, irradiate all the gold and crash the world economy. I'm like, wow, complex plot, much? Yeah. Uh, and. You know, it reminds me so much. Uh, many of the... I mean, I love James Bond films. Don't don't get me wrong. I will happily go to see a James Bond film. I will go see the next one, etc. Some of them I enjoy much more than others. But, I mean, the, the plot lines are often quite... Uh, elaborate. Mm. And, um, you know... Uh, you just sort of close your eyes and savor the. Yeah, still not the right sound. Yeah, that, that's just not nearly as satisfying. <laughs> Spin! We'll fix it in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be pouring the Johnny Walker A Song of Fire. Grr. Here it is. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean. The, the James Bond films, though, I mean, they've always been yeah. over the top. Even Sean Connery 
Yeah, most of the Conrads were even over the top. I'm just thinking the first two were actually the most reasonable. This is where my unpopular opinion come in, comes in, and I did not like really the the Daniel Craig series of Bond movies. Really? Because they tried so much to, to ground it in reality and took away what I thought was the most fun of James Bond movies was the super gadgets. And um, there... It, 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 James Bond was, was sort of like as far as you could go with uh, an action movie but still keep it appropriate for like 12 year olds yeah and so it still had a, it still had like this really good degree of fun and um, not not taking itself too seriously even like with the sort of um, uh, cold hardened killer they sort of went with with the Pierce Brosnan ones is it's still there was still a lot of some of the smirch. Yeah, there there's there's a bit of camp in it, but um, they sort of backed off a little bit, so it wasn't like Austin Powers goofy. Yeah, but um, or in like Flint. Yeah, but yeah, they 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 went really hard in this other direction with the with the Daniel Craig movies, where they just made made them as realistic as possible, and it's like. That's not what I loved about him. I loved the the supercar with hidden uh, weapons inside of it, and the the watch that could do a million and one things. And yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and, and you're I, always waiting for that um, that henchman or that Bond girl with the hilarious pun pun name, oh, Octopussy. Yeah, I mean, Mister Kill was kind of a low point. I'll give you that, but <laughs> oh, I mean, I. So I'm not a, a. I loved Austin Powers the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of the sequels. There are parts of them that are funny, but they tried way too hard. Yeah. Um, but the the name what was it? Falada. Lada vagina. Lada vagina. Uh, like. But she changed. Uh, but she changed her name to Sandy. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I appreciated their willingness to point out while trying to, while being joking about it, the silliness of some of the um, mm-hmm. Bond piece bits. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to say, I I look at the Daniel Craig direction as a pendulum. Yeah. I don't feel it went too far. I still really enjoyed the Daniel Craig movies mm-hmm. um, because. I was will I was ready to get away from uh, what was it this the the giant laser beam and um, die another day die another day mm, yeah because that that would that went to uh, the pendulum went a wee bit too the, far you into mean, you, camp you, you mean the not remake of Diamonds Are Forever <clears throat> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no no that's not that that's another one <laughs> um, so you know deadly deadly orchids. I am totally good with sure. these are deadly orchids, and you know, Here, sure the technology of space lasers was a little <laughs> off, but ah, whatever. So, so here's the part where I go, well, well, by actually, because you know, Royale was very much deeply rooted in the in the original books, and mm-hmm. yeah, yes. no, no, the, the, and and that that really was what it was. Is is they when when they chose the new direction to go with, they said, all right, well, okay, you know, how these are based in the books, you know, let's make them so that they're actually based in the book. And because most of the plot lines from from the other ones, they were very loosely based on the story that the book kind of charted, 
and exaggerated in very interesting ways. Yeah. But they really took um, Casino okay. Royale and, yeah. and, and made it pretty straight. Yeah. Um, but then they did Quantum of Solace. Which was... One of the things, I'm not sure... I, I haven't read it myself, because it sounds boring as hell. Oh, Quantum of Solace isn't a book. It's not. No. Well, well there, there, there it, is... There, okay. There is a Bond short story yeah. in one of the novels that is called Quantum Solace that has nothing... That the plot well, is not It's, it's essentially a dinner conversation. Yep. It's been a long time since I saw that. I have to say, from what I remember, what they really needed to do is bite the bullet and say, we have a... I don't remember actually how long the movies were, but we have a two-hour and 40-minute Bond film. And take um, Casino Royale... Or, or what was Craig's? Um, what was it called? Yeah, okay. I, just making sure I hadn't completely correct. And just making Quantum of Solace the third act. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'd have to totally rejigger things. Yeah. But it. What I remember was that yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't dislike Quantum of Solace. I just felt that essentially it was a third act revenge story of. You killed my girlfriend. You have to die. Yeah, and that can be fun. It just didn't feel like it didn't feel like a whole movie. It felt yeah. like this is the the extended conclusion right. of the previous movie. Yeah, um, I thought I thought um, uh, the the last one um, Skyfall. Skyfall. Very different or Spectre because technically Spectre is the most recent one. But Skyfall yeah. was the the last of that. Spectre trilogy. was the most recent one, yeah. okay, which I have not had a chance to see. Okay, I assumed you meant Skyfall. No, yeah, I meant Skyfall, and you know, I totally get looking at Skyfall and going, "Well, that, that's actually very realistic and grim, and I, that's not what I want." From Except the, Skyfall brought back the original DB five. Yes, it Austin, did. Austin Martin with machine gun headlamps, uh-huh. which was really a really cool little thing to bring in there. Which reminds me, I still need to build that Lego set. I have it sitting in the other room, and I, I, <laughs> I should actually take that into work to build this week, since it's going to be, a, you know, the boss is gone until Tuesday. I'm 37 years old, and I have Legos on my Christmas wish list. Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, so this one, by the way, is pulling from Cowl Isla. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, there's the fire right there. Yeah. I see a little bit of um, holographic uh, detail to the... To the bottle, there are some uh, iridescent uh, labeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, the label is very pretty. They they did not stint on the... And yet they didn't make them more expensive, so good on them. Uh I I see these more something that... uh, It's more about the presentation of the bottles. Yeah. Where it's, it's it's a great gift to give somebody like a box of are there just the two or were there three? Um, it, it it's right now it's the two. I would okay. not be surprised, like I said, if they take the second book because I know the first one is Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. I would not be surprised if they took the second book and did a similar thing. On the other hand, because there is such an obvious representation for House Stark and and House um, what was the nearest Targaryen? Yeah, Targaryen. Um, that you've got the the wolf and the dragon, and yeah. so I don't know what you do with the rest. I mean, each house still had you know it, it's it's heraldic symbols and what have you, yeah. but nothing nearly as iconic as the dire wolf and the dragon. So yeah, I suspect yeah. it's just going to be these two. Mm. Um, yeah, it definitely seems like being presented as like a gift box. 
Yeah. I, and, and oddly, I did not see it as a box because um, I, I would have bought the two together that way. Yeah. Um, but they were nicely side by side in the liquor store. So I'm actually getting some a little a little smoke. Yeah, there, the colula is coming through a little bit in the nose. Just a hint of it. Kind of a slight heather. Yeah, there's there's definitely some sort of like dried tall grass type something going on in here. Well, just a, a faint sweetness as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pl- certainly less sweet than the last one. I can yeah, tell oh, yeah. the alcohol is going to have much more burn in this one. Yeah, this 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 this, this is aftershave worthy. I mean, if, if if it had the alcohol content to be aftershave, but again, pretty light palette. Mm-hmm. The the finish starts harder though. Oh yeah. It definitely there there is a little tannin, very very light though. A little leather. Uh, the very end of the finish has a light light pepper. Now this this was this is definitely more peppery to me than the last one. Um, yeah, it's still a very light pepper though. But yeah, no, it's 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 definitely like new new glove leather. Mm-hmm. They were definitely aiming for something significantly different from the other one to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's... there's um, It's pleasant. I can, I can see the dragon. Mm-hmm. It's pleasant without being overwhelmingly alcoholy or... Yeah. I definitely feel like I would need water for this one more. Where the other one I could probably take... Me, I would definitely be able to drink easily. But this could one I feel you? like... Any more than a sampling, I would need. I would need water for it or ice. If you were served uh, the ice song of ice and a glass of water, could you tell them apart? If they were chilled, um, I'm I'm hmm. I'm wondering. Chilled. That's a good question. I really don't know. <laughs> I, I have I think no... I've never tried more than one uh, uh, variety of whiskey in the sitting. So, well, well, this this is why we have. The crackers and cheese to cleanse yes, your palate, exactly. and and we have something to to cleanse the nose if uh, if, if your nose dies. I'm wondering you. what that was. Up really, on. what is it? Well, it is true stone coffee. True stone coffee, you true say? True stone coffee, yes, indeed. Um, fresh roast cool beans. They were friends of the show. Um, if when when you, when you place an order with them, it comes uh, fresh roasted to you within within the day. I hear there's a way of getting a discount. There even is a way to get a discount, as you say. Do tell. It, it's a promotional code at checkout. I know this is going to be a real shock for our show that the promo code is SCOTCH. <gasps> but it will get you 10% off your entire order, and that is the coffee and the merchandise. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, <clears throat> now, they're, they make tasty, tasty coffee. Absolutely. And... and for those of you who listen to the local podcast circuit, uh, you may already be aware of this. The codes no longer stack. Um, there, there, are, there are a number of, of podcasts for whom they've granted a code, and at one point in time, um, there, you could apply multiple codes, and it did actually apply all the time. Now it's a, a one-code-per-order situation, that which, seems is, which is what it should have always been. Yeah, I, yeah I, it I, sounds I think, like hacking the system. Yeah, um, we we discovered this. We did not. Act, I want. It, I want it known. We did not actually ever place an order with the stacked codes, and we did let them know that uh, that was a thing. 
that uh, was something that could happen on their website, and they might want to look into that. And I believe they just fixed it on a technical level that it's a, a one code per order. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Well, hi, cat. So let's see. A little water. Oh. That's nice. Yeah, it is much better. I'm not going to say it's it's like drinking Tabasco, but what I, what I mean by that is that when I take a sip and slosh it around, I still feel residually inside my mouth exactly where it touched the inside of my mouth. If that makes sense to you? Yeah, no, I, I get where you're going with it. Yeah. What, I'm, what I'm laughing about is the idea of, and how often have you been drinking Tabasco? Ah, it's a hobby. <laughs> is it Wednesday? Tabasco day. Oh, man. I, I use enough of it, I might as well drink it. <laughs> Are you a uh, spicy food consumer? Oh, I love spicy food. My wife hates it, so uh, that means I don't get as many opportunities as I would like. And it also means you have to apply your spice after the dish is made rather than as you're making the dish. Exactly. So this, this is where having the, the Tabasco yeah, with the meat. That's where sriracha is good. A sriracha Absolutely. Is sriracha is an excellent thing for adding on top of things. Are you a fan of um, Mongolian barbecue? Oh, yeah. One nice thing there is the I can get it as spicy as I can get it. Exactly. And sometimes you overestimate a little bit. Yeah, occasionally. <laughs> and then, well... This is that spicy, huh? Um, I, I don't believe that Bear was one of the people involved in James's famous uh, Khan's Mongolian barbecue story where, where you, you mix the sauces and you immediately need to use the restroom. Um, he told the story. He's, I, he's I, told not, the I was not present for that. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. He, he enjoys telling that story. So, my thing with the nose is while the smoke is still there, it's dissipated somewhat, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I, the the nose is similar, just dialed down about one and a half notches. I I moved on to drinking because some well, peach comes out in the nose for me. Really? Yeah. Okay, I can see where you're going with that. Um, it definitely has a sweet quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, now in the the taste, uh, it still has a very very light smoky leather. But the, but the leather's backed off some, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the palate's got some solid flavor. I just can't tell you right now what that flavor is. I'm getting... It's sweet. A much, it's interesting, though. I'm getting a much stronger pepper than I was before in the finish. No, cat, you may not have my science. <laughs> Protect your science, bear. Drat, you um... humans. Yeah. I kind of feel like I would enjoy munching on an apple with this. Is that weird? No, I can see that. Um, I mean, it's a... It would be an interesting combination of sweet and uh, subtle, very subtle cat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm not really here. Especially like a, like a Granny Smith, like kind of a tart apple. Yeah, uh, I would not... I would not go with, uh, like, um... A, red Delicious? A, well, I try not to go with Red Delicious, period, but that's... That's me. Yeah. Um, Pink Lady. This would be, mm-hmm. a, or a Zester. You know, just to mention a few. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a very pleasant... Again, um... 
this would be my answer if you're going with blendeds of well after I've tried the song of ice what should be my next scotch well working your way up so that's set. <laughs> it's still not terribly uh, it's still a relatively inoffensive yeah. scotch but it moves from like aggressively inoffensive I will be so inoffensive you won't even be aware of me to just hey no it's cool we're, we're good right yeah <laughs> um yeah you know I you know what I want to do now hmm. I want to slide the the drink into one of the other bottles and see if Dave you know feed it to Dave and see what happens like, like a drink ducking yeah <laughs> not not like that you would mix them because he'll he'll immediately identify it as a blend I know that's hard not to but yeah I, I I will say that the flavor I think I was getting in the palate was was a, a pear hmm before I moved into the swallow um, but yeah this 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 was this was pretty okay so sorry cracker cracker mouth um this is where we would do the dramatic reading I'm happy to do the dramatic reading but would if you would if you would like by all means go okay <clears throat> Fire consumes everything it touches. It melts steel to hone the sharpest, deadliest blade. Fire courses through the veins of House Targaryen and is made. Give me my glasses back, cat. And is made flesh in the form of its dragons. With fire in their blood, the Targaryen dragons breathe ferocious flames like a scorching blaze. They roar their verse of song of ice and fire. That wasn't the most well written. No. Johnny Walker. <laughs> it was the finale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ow. Rough. Johnny Walker, A Song of Fire, is a blended scotch whiskey inspired by these beasts of the sky. Peated malt from Cowell Isla lends a subtle smoke tempered by a rich, roundness, rounded sweetness. A full-bodied flavor delivers subtle red fruit, a hint of spice, and sweet smoke. This blended scotch whiskey is best enjoyed neat for a warm, smooth finish. Yeah. That's fairly accurate. Yeah, I, I... I have to say that both of those were ballpark descriptions of what they actually were. Certainly better than we often get from Yashio. Yeah, well... People should not write copy for scotches after drinking a whole lot of their product. <laughs> and, and, that, and people who pay for descriptions of scotches should not pay by the word. Yeah. Because they get what they mm-hmm. <laughs> contracted for. I mean, the scotch is amazing, but Arbor came with a book. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a hardback. It was small and didn't have a lot of pages, but it was a goddamn hardback book. Well, I hope it was at least in a box with a nice glass, too. No, no, but the scotch was first rate. Yeah, the scotch was pretty pretty good there. But it still was sort of like, there's a book? (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 1, 
scotch. <laughs> um, oh, and I'm curious. 40.8%. Yeah, well, 0.6% more fiery. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I am pleased with that we had a chance to try these. I have no real need to go rushing out and uh, buy one now. But I'm I'm really glad that excuse me we've had a chance to try them. Um, so if my dad didn't uh, exclusively buy a uh, drink uh, Maker's Mark, I'd probably get him one as a holiday present. Has he ever said what? I mean, is it just he's tried a whole bunch and likes Maker's Mark? Well, I mean, it's not exclusively a drink, but it's it's his it's his main go to for to have at home. Okay. Usually, if he's out, he'll be looking something a little nicer, like a Glen Farkless. I, uh, yeah, my my dad. It was uh, maybe a glass of wine on a fancy occasion, and I think we, I think the last time I was home, uh, and we were cleaning stuff out, I found a pull tab beer can, <laughs> which you know had been left over from the <clears throat> one six pack he had bought. Yeah, there, there was there was no booze in my house <clears throat> growing up, and when we went to the grandparents on my on my father's side, the the gentlemen of the family would would drink whatever cheap beer they decided they were going to pick up that day, and then there'd be the the crock pot with the the heated mix for the Tom and oh, Jerry's. Yeah, and the funniest part is they had wine. Every, I mean, uh, un, unusual occasions, but frequently enough that you know. It was around, mm. and I loved the smell. Uh, and every time they were like, "Well, if you'd like to have a sip, you may." And I'd have a sip, and I was every single time. This tastes horrible, but the smell was fantastic. No, cat, you cannot have the cheese, but it's nice of you to try. So, would you? Oh, you're chewing. Of course, you are. Well then, fine. I will start the scoring. Um, pleasant, still inoffensive, but not aggressively so. I would uh, come on, cat, off the table. Uh, but I will. <laughs> oh, good. The cat left some uh, left left a nice fur collection for us on the table. Um, but I will. I will give this a three point. Three point one two. It it was better than the other. It was not shatteringly better. It still was in the uh, okay range. But you know, I I certainly would not take offense if somebody was like, "Here, let me pour you some Johnny Walker, A Song of Fire." I wouldn't be like, "What kind of a host are you, you son of a bitch?" Allow me to smack you with my glove. Yeah. <laughs> Duel! Outside, right now! Um, and then some mook starts the dilly-dilly, and then we all <laughs> just have it out. Yeah. Down <laughs> to the dilly-dilly. Throw the Budweiser fan out. <laughs> yeah, I, I will agree this was a touch better than the other one. Um, not not as dramatically better as, as Perrin gave it. What, but, a whole point one two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a whole point three improvement and give it a 3.18. So, 
Um, yeah, this is this. It did not quite reach three point two levels of goodness, <laughs> but it was better than the three one five I gave the last one. Um, yeah, as listeners to the show know, I'm partial to smoke, partial to peat. There was no peat here, but there was a little smoke. I, I like Colila as a distillery as a general rule, although the expressions we've had on the show have only been about 50-50. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the flavors were pleasant. I liked, I liked the, like the white fruit notes I was getting in the body. Um, the finish was, was good. It was a little bit longer than the other one, which yeah. I appreciated. That was also nice. That's true. Um, but yeah, both of these, for the price, I mean, they're, they're both under 50. In fact, I think they're both around 40. Um, I mean, you're looking in the same range as, you know, a lot of the, the you know, middle range, the low end of the middle range of, of single malts we've done. I mean, it's not as cheap as a Glen Murray, but it's, you know, only, it, it's a touch more expensive than most of the Glen Levitt 750s I've seen. So, because Glen Levitt, you know, is usually about 25 to 30. So. Yeah. Uh, it's no Isla Storm. No. But very few things are. Yeah. Trader Joe's. Yes. Um, I would say I would really rather try to try this with like an ice sphere and let it sit for a while and chill. Mm-hmm. So on its own, I would actually kind of give it a little bit lower score. I'd give it like more like a two point eight, almost out of three. But um, yeah, I feel like it would, it would have sig- uh, something significant to gain from some actual uh, ice sitting in it for a bit. It would be interesting to see. I mean, usually I'm I'm all for, you know, whatever you can do to bring out more interesting flavors. Be interesting to try these chilled to see mm-hmm. what it does because for all I, for all I know, it would bring out the flavors of these. So, now we come to the time of the show for the flogging. And it being the beginning of December, there's of course plenty of things going on. Um, but for fearless. Uh, we really only have the monthly shows that are happening, so we'll, we'll have uh, Fearless Lab and then Double Blind Improv. Um, we don't really have anything else happening in December. However, a number of Fearless performers are going to be in It's an Honorable Life, a Klingon Christmas show oh, nice. at the Mounds Theater. Um, taking a break from the Klingon Christmas Carol. Um, it's a newly written show, I believe written locally. Um and, like I said, a number of fearless performers are in it, and the, the, the lead character is going to be played by Gregory Parks. Um, and if you've not seen Gregory perform, uh, you've made mistakes in your life, and you need to rectify this immediately. Fair enough. Do you know uh, when it's playing? Throughout December, um, on, on weekends, I don't remember specifically. Oh, I don't really have much to plug. I'm not uh, doing a whole lot right now. Um... We don't judge you no. for that. I judge you for other things, but that's because I'm very judgy. <laughs> All well, good, though. I, All good. Yes. Well, I think it. I think it's still available in the iTunes store. I think you can still subscribe and listen to uh, what we have in the past of the Awful Copter. Um, that was the. That was our podcast for about five years that we ran. Um, we sort of put it out on a long hiatus a little while ago. Hopefully, hopefully, you're gonna take it out of the mothballs. But people's schedules are very busy lately. Um, other than that, I don't really have much presence anywhere else. I, I don't uh, I don't tweet. Um, uh, You're no bird. <laughs> not really. Um, 
I've been sort of really digging into some uh, really basic woodworking projects. Oh, so very may- cool. Maybe I'll have some things to post online to show off. Nice. Um, mostly been wanting to uh, put together things like custom uh, arcade sticks. And um, what is an arcade stick? Well, essentially, just you know, uh, like the normal joystick and buttons that you'd find in our at a arcade ah. stand-up machine, but just in a, in a box that you can put on your lap. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I've been sort of dabbling with uh, ideas for constructing some creative versions of those. Very cool. Yeah, that's fun. I, as usual, have nothing. You silly parent, you. <laughs> yes. I. Let me rephrase that. I have something. I have something that I'm constantly busy with, and every time, every day is something new. It's called a child. She. She is eight. Or sorry, seven and three quarters, and is has reached the point. Where not being seven and a half, but being seven and three quarters, is very important. <laughs> I also have to. It was posted on Facebook, so I will share my one little um, tidbit. Uh, there is a journal going back and forth between her at school and uh, us at home, and we often put a riddle in it. And my the riddle we gave her was, "What is so delicate that saying its name can break it or will break it?" And her answer was awkward silence. (laughs) Now, silence was the answer we were looking for. Mm -hmm. But the awkward silence, I'm like, oh, life is going to be filled with interesting things. So that's... That's my life. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Is, I know you're raising her geek. I'm looking forward to two years from now when she's going to be very... It will be very important that she is nine and three quarters. Yes. <laughs> she, she might have to give up her Jedi status for, for a, a, a house. And I, I'd be interested to see which, which I, house she goes for. Honestly, I fully expect that she will just simply be like, you know, Jedi whatever. There's no reason she won't cross the streams. What will be interesting is the battle between her parents to see which house claims her. Does she go Ravenclaw like her mother or Slytherin like her father? And given that she's a rebellious child... She'll go Hufflepuff. Oh, God, I hope not. Well, I mean, she'll be very loyal. And as a Jedi, I I, I think a lot of Jedi would be Hufflepuff. Yeah. The more outgoing ones might be Gryffindors, but I think the, the, the rank and file Jedi is Hufflepuff. Or she invents uh, House Porg. <laughs> yeah, she's she's gonna invent something. I don't know what it is, but it'll be there. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, thank you very much. Oh, oh, wait. You know, there's something we like to do at the end of our shows, and that is go out with a toast. And we like to give. I'll toast to that. We like to give our guests a chance to toast us out. Especially when we've given them no warning. Yep. Excellent. That's what makes uh, it fun for yes. us. Let's see. You can edit this blank part out, right? Sure, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I edit the podcast just like James does. No, actually, James put Ooh. a lot of work into it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I thought I had something for a time like this. Um, uh, a toast to mild weather, to 
hopefully pleasant season's greetings to everyone. Um, remember that even though it's cold, dark, and bleak outside, a lot of people are suffering through along with you. And happy holidays. Here, here. Yay, let's be miserable and cold.